Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, so close to a win streak, but so far away. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 56 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crosshaw with you today. Chase, how are you? I am doing pretty well overall. I thank you for asking. We are recording separately today because you decided it'd be funny to get a case of the sniffles. So I am in my home office area using the lesser than our studio microphones and just kind of chilling. How are you? I'm okay. So, like, it's really weird. From my neck down, I feel phenomenal. But neck up, I'm, like, dying. I've got something, not sure what, but my nose is stuffed. Um, I can feel it a little bit in my throat. I feel it piling up, like, underneath my eyes. It's really bad, so I'm not really sure what it is. I'm on some decongestant, on some uh, vitamin C and everything. So, I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll be just fine because... I feel great other than just my head being so full of uh, mucus, which I'm sure you just love to hear about. So uh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully we are going to be just fine tomorrow. And if that's the case, then you and I will will be recording our final rankings for the upcoming NFL draft. I can't wait for that. We're doing a lot of stuff this week over on the other channel because the NFL draft only eight days away as of recording as this drops out we're only a week away so if you want to stay up to date with a lot of great football content make sure to go to our other channel wnp sports pod we're not professionals that's our uh football channel but on today's episode of the bolts broadcast uh gonna be going over a game review game preview gonna be talking about some news around the league um pretty standard episode might be a little bit quicker because i do have a hard time, you know, lasting 10 minutes without having to blow my schnoz. So we'll see how it goes. But let's start off with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and what we're looking at right now. So currently we've got six games left. Um, we're going to try to fight for a higher seed than that third seed in the Metro. Not sure how likely that's going to be. We're going to continue to talk about that coming up. Um, and we were close to finally hitting a three-game win streak, which officially makes it a win streak. However, the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday ruined that for us. 
Yeah, that was a pretty tough game. We really did not give Vassy much support in front of the net. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, we, we outshot him. That, that, that's all fine and dandy. But, you know, if, you, if you're out shooting a team, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily outplaying them. That's where they deserve to win. Kind of didn't deserve to win. Just didn't really look, you know, like too complete defensively as a team. Offensively, you know, three goals is solid. But against a team that has been as bad as the Red Wings have over the last two, three months, you're expecting a little more out of that game. So it, it was pretty uh, disappointing, not going to lie. A game that I expected us to be able to come out with a big win in. Uh, instead, we do not get the season sweep. We finish it 3-1. Uh, to one. And we, you know, hurt our chances at leveraging ourselves into a better playoff spot. And even more unfortunate is Jacob Vrana with the Red Wings able to set a franchise record against us. Uh, he currently sits now tied in first for the least amount of games played to score 20 goals. Uh, did that in only 32 games. So it's kind of tough when when records are set against us, especially in a losing fashion. So this is one we definitely want to. Just forget about, get over, move on to the next game. And that's what we're going to do. So we've got three games coming up. A lot of big ones. Games that are going to be pretty crucial if we want to climb the standings whatsoever and improve our spot in the playoffs. Uh, First up, Thursday, we've got a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then Saturday, we're home against the Predators. And then on Sunday, we travel to Sunshine to play the home state rivals, the Florida Panthers. So what can we expect out of these three games, Chase? Let's start with Toronto. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy matchups, uh, you know, ahead of us, not going to lie. But I do think Toronto is a good opportunity for the Lightning. They're going to recognize, okay, we really kind of blew some chances there in the Red Wings game. We need to capitalize on this Toronto game. Uh, Toronto's got five left. We've got six left. They're eight points ahead of us. So we've got that game in hand, plus we're playing them. So if we take two points away from them, it's essentially a four-point victory as you know we um, we get two points and keep them from gaining two points. So in that case, they'll have four games left. We'll have five games left. It'll be 108 to 102 in the standings. So there's still a chance we can jump them at that point. But otherwise, if we lose this game or if we win and you know struggle afterwards, then we're going to be stuck where we are, which is a little unfortunate, um, but is what it is. So with all that being said, I think this is going to be a game where we're going to come out pretty strong. Uh, Stamkos is really one of the few guys that had a good game in the last Red Wings game. I think he's going to try to rally that into another good game, try to motivate his teammates as the captain, try to lead by example and have his team stuff up a little bit. It should be a pretty tightly contested game. I don't, I, I really don't know for sure if it's going to go one way or the other, but I do think Tampa is going to come out pretty motivated. Yeah, I sure hope so. And, it is possible to jump Toronto. I think the one thing right now that we should be focused on more than jumping Toronto would be Boston. They're currently sitting 99 points. We're at 100 points. We don't really want to get jumped by Boston because then we'll play the likes of either Carolina or Florida first round compared to Toronto. Um, so question for you, would you rather play at this moment the Carolina Hurricanes which we would be the first wild card to play the Carolina Hurricanes, or are you comfortable sitting right here at number three to play Toronto? I mean, I'd I'd rather probably play Toronto. Uh, it, it just it's a team that where the goal you know the goaltending hasn't really been up to par as of lately. They, they've you know had some inconsistencies after having a pretty hot stretch earlier in the season. So that's probably the team I want to go against. They've got enough defensive deficiencies that you can attack and. They have a history of struggling in the playoffs, haven't really had success yet with this team. So you kind of want to, you know, look at that as a chance to really, you know, maybe um, 
kind of build build to momentum and, and get a good playoff series win. If they play Carolina, still can win the series. Just not going to be as easy. Um, you know, it, it's a team where the goaltending has improved. They've got enough talent offensively, defensively. Uh, you know, Andre Svechikov is a stud up front on the back end. Of course, you know they have a very strong D core. Tony D is scoring a lot of points this year. I, I, it's just there, there's a lot going on in that Hurricanes team where I'd honestly rather face Toronto, even with how dangerous Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, and John Tavares have all been this year. Yeah, I feel like if you can limit Austin Matthews, and you mentioned you know three other phenomenal players, but it feels like the offense really runs through Austin Matthews right now. You know, scoring what is he at now? Fifty-seven, fifty-eight goals, something like that. The guy has been an absolute monster. If you can silence him completely, and then only have to worry about those three other players, that could be a a big win for the Tampa Bay Lightning against Toronto. Where I don't know if they can limit our players as well as we could theirs where Carolina they just have so much scoring you know they're not run by one guy it seems like more of a team heavy game for Carolina so I agree and also Toronto just not really great playoff history at least as of recent no not not at all uh and really going into playoffs it shouldn't matter too much who we play because we've got you know the benefit of having two previous cup runs uh, the world's best goaltender and some of the world's most premier players as well. So even even if we are going to have to go against Carolina or Toronto or you know whatever else situation may happen, I, I still feel pretty confident nonetheless in this uh, Lightning team. I, I really do believe that Vasilevsky is going to turn it on playoffs, find his extra gear like he tends to do, go on a good run, really give us a chance to three-beat. Yeah, now let's talk about the back-to-back we have this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We've got Nashville and then Florida. Um, These are also going to be crucial games to figure out where we sit in the standings. And although we are talking more about the Toronto, or excuse me, Tampa-Boston situation, which where uh, are we going to place third or are we going to place in a wildcard spot, I think that if we can break off a three-game win streak here and jump Toronto, I think a home field advantage or home ice advantage against the Toronto Maple Leafs would be way more crucial uh, to our success than the likes of, you know, traveling to Toronto or traveling to Carolina. Yeah, no, that'd be very, very nice. Make things a lot easier. That's for sure. And if if you can rally off three wins here, you got to feel pretty good going against Columbus twice and then the Islanders. So there's a chance, you know, if if things go right, you could really win all six of these games. And if that's going to be the case and you can get, uh, you know, a, a good team win in Nashville, fight hard against Florida that, you know, there's a, uh, you know, real opportunity to jump there in the standing. So that'd be awesome to see. Uh, hopefully it, it does work out that way. It's not going to be easy playing against Nashville. Roman Yossi's been unbelievable this year. Uh, gotta be the Norris favorite at this point. And then of course you go look at Florida and I mean, r- right now they're as much as don't, don't want them to be, they probably are my favorite team to come out of the East, like in terms of favorite to win the Stanley cup. Um, it's not going to be an easy weekend, but if you can squeeze out four points, that shows what you really have going into playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, this Florida team is hot, to say the least. Currently on an 11-game win streak. Uh, no other teams come close to that, Mark. The closest is Arizona, but on the opposite side, where they dropped seven in a row. So this is a team that really has been dominant over the last uh, month, and it's going to be a tough game. Any chances that we could see Florida maybe resting some players as we get there, or do you think we just they're just staying pedal to the metal, go all in, 
get as much momentum as you can going into the playoffs. I think it's to be kind of a mix of both. Like I think the guys that are going to be on their playoff team are like and roster, I should say, you know, night in, night out are going to continue to play, but you might see, you know, a little more of line rolling than before. You might see the bottom six play a little more than they used to. You might see your bottom three defensive play a little more than they used to. You might see a little bit more Spencer Knight because I'm assuming they're going Sergey Bobrovsky in the playoffs. I, I think that's the kind of things that you might see, but I don't expect them to really, you know, lay like lay on the brakes too much. I got to say, I, I'm seeing this stat right now. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Florida Panthers were going to the going to have the highest goals for per game at over four goals per game, I would have told you you're crazy. Like, I would have thought, no way do they score the most in the entire league. And right now, they're doing that, and by a good margin, with, obviously, Jonathan Huberto going off, Alexander Barkov already over a point-per-game tick. So, it's a a great team. You know, and really coming into the year, like, you look at the roster, and you see, yeah, there's a lot of very talented players, but there's no one that's just, like, that goal scorer. There's no one that's that dude that you think can get 30, 40, 50 super easily. But sure enough, they're just getting it really done by committee. Everybody's scoring. Uh, Carter Rahegi is still playing very well over there. Mason Marshman stepped up big this year. Anthony Duclair stepped up big this year. It just everything's kind of gone right for the Panthers. It, it, it's a good sign, but sometimes you know these things, these teams where everything goes right, they go very wrong in playoffs. I mean, just remember what three, four years ago now, uh, we had a very personal experience with that one yeah i would say so but we can just leave it at that we don't got to bring it up again uh it's going to be a very exciting stretch of games coming up here especially this week because we're going to be going up against the number two the number three and the number 13 ranked team in the upcoming power rankings uh we'll continue to talk about those and where tampa is at the end of the commercial break but we're going to go to that right now hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with the DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook if you do have any sports betting needs, including the upcoming NHL playoffs. It's going to be oh so fun. Well, Chase, let's hop into those power rankings right off the rip here. Um, You are a betting man. I can tell you that as of last week, Tampa was ranked number seven. I don't know if you have the power rankings pulled up right now. If you do, then that completely voids my point. But as a betting man, what would you say Tampa would be ranked as of right now? They were ranked seven last week, like I said. I'm going to say they're down to like 13. They're down or up to six. Oh, wow. They've looked terrible, but okay. 
I I am shocked. They are above the likes of the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Minnesota Wild, um, Pittsburgh Penguins, Edmonton Oilers, and then the Nashville Predators are the ranked 13 team. So we do have a, a tough slate of games over our next three with the two, the three, and the 13 ranked teams, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got a question for you, though. Why do you think that Colorado still ranks above Florida, even though Florida, as of right now, way hotter team, sitting first place in the league? I think they might be tied first place in the league, but what makes you think they've got Colorado going ahead of Florida? I mean, I would assume based on like what they uh, like have on roster and what, what, what they're kind of projecting them to do. I, I think they're viewed as, you know, probably the favorites in the West, maybe the favorites in the whole playoffs going into the playoffs, um, or for favorite in the whole league going to the playoffs, excuse me. So I can understand them, you know, being ranked at that point. But again, I, I don't know. I, I think I have to say that Florida is probably my favorite team for the whole playoffs. So I, I don't know. Florida would be my number one. Yeah, and they didn't specify why teams are in certain places. The power rankings are more... Uh, included with a stat of the season for every team. So, for example, the Tampa Bay Lightning stat of the season is that depth carried the Lightning to back-to-back Stanley Cup runs, and it gives them a shot at the third because the Lightnings have 10, 15 goal scorers on their roster, tied for the most in the NHL. So stuff like that. They're not really arguing why they're in certain positions, um, but Colorado's stat of the season, a little interesting says, would it shock you to find another category in which an avalanche player leads the league? Well, defenseman Devin Taze leads the NHL in secondary assists at even strength with 25. I it seems like kind of a weird stat to be the stat of the season. Yeah, it's a bit nitpick, but Devin Taves, Devon Taves, still really don't know the way it's pronounced, um, is a very underrated defenseman in, in the NHL. Someone that does not get enough talk. He plays with Kale McCarr. He is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Uh, he's, you know, the reason that Kale McCarr can do a lot of the things that he does. It gives him the ability to be a little more creative, take some more offensive opportunities. Um, and, and on top of that, he also can pick up some assists and some points due to playing with him. But they, they complement each other really well. Taves is incredibly underrated, uh, someone that should get more attention. One of the trades that never gets talked about is one of the biggest deals, but Taves for two seconds, I think, is what it came out to. At the time, I wasn't sure I felt about it, but it very clearly became one hell of a deal for the Avalanche. So it's a weird stat to kind of pick, but at least it's, you know, they're highlighting somebody that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, and a part of the reason why they are one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, All right, let's take a look at our possible contenders or competition upcoming. So Toronto Maple Leafs number three, like I said, but the Carolina Hurricanes, we mentioned, we would probably rather verse the Hurricanes than the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're sitting at seven right below us. Um, The Hurricanes are finishing strong this season. They've surrendered the second fewest goals against in the third period while also posting the second best goal differential in the final frame. That bodes well for them, whereas Toronto's stat, uh, life is full of similarities. The Panthers, oh, sorry, that's the Panthers one. What am I doing? Uh, The Maple Leafs led the league in shorthanded goals with winner Ilya Mikheyev tallying four for them. Tied for the second, or tied for second among all skaters. I mean, that's you know, it's interesting, but I don't, I don't think I'm too worried about like shorthanded goals specifically right. of, of anything, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we do got to be worried about the the 39 year old phenom rookie over there in Toronto. 
uh, if we do match up against them because, you know, he is uh, he he's electric for a, for a young man of his stature. Yeah, you know, it, it really is impressive that someone who was there for the signing of the Treaty of Versailles is doing this well in the NHL at this age. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's now move on from the power rankings, talk about the Seattle Kraken as they welcomed in two, two more, two additional minority owners to the Kraken, and that was Macklemore, the rapper, singer, and songwriter, and Marshawn Lynch, beast mode himself. Yeah, so this is kind of cool. Um Obviously, Marshawn Lynch is a legend in the Seattle community, so you know, not not too surprising. Mac, where he might be from there, I don't know, but um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's cool little um, like promotion, I guess, um, like free advertising, whatever that, whatever the hell you want to call it for the Kraken helps them, you know, get their name associated with people that you know maybe have a following that aren't big hockey supporters. Uh, to be honest with you, so it it, it works out well for them. It lets you know these celebrities. Get involved in a pro sports team. Um, they're really not going to be doing much other than investing. They, you know, they might have say on some small things, but overall, they're not going to say on a whole lot. So it, it's really just kind of an investment, just to say you you own the team. So it, it's pretty cool, nonetheless. And it just it could be a good opportunity to get you know some new faces in uh, as fans of the hockey game. And Chase, I don't know if you saw, but I know that you know of Marshawn Lynch's. Little joy ride he joy ride he took while he was at Cal uh, playing college football. He got the medical cart and was you know having himself some fun. Well, oh yeah. On the night that uh, him and Macklemore and a big group of guys went to the game, you know, obviously being new minority owners, he got to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, it, it was pretty electric. What a guy! It, it 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 was just abs- absolute electricity in the building. It it, it, it was awesome. Watch, watch him just whip that thing around, drifting. It, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome that he's known for his little joyride at Cal. So to get one here on the ice with a Zamboni, pretty cool. Uh, let's now go over to the Penguins. They bring in a familiar name in hockey. Uh, maybe not. As familiar in the NHL scene, though, more on the women's side of things, as Amanda Kessel is now actually a part of the Penguins uh, as a new executive management program. Yeah, so this program, what they're doing is they are uh, looking for ways to get minority candidates uh, and women candidates involved in the game of hockey, as they're relatively underrepresented in, underrepresented in the professional sports organizations for hockey. So this kind of what they do is gives them a one-year, almost internship type of thing where they can kind of learn the ropes and get the experience so when they're going into interviews, they're better prepared and have more of a fair shake than, than some other people that might, which is, you know, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, you, you might, I, I don't know if this last name is familiar to her or not, but Amanda Castle, she does have a brother in the NHL, Phil Castle. You might have heard of him. I don't know. But um, she was a very accomplished women's hockey player herself. She might still be playing on a set. I don't uh, know for sure. But, you know, it's still a cool opportunity for her to get this experience and maybe see some more people get this experience on the road. And honestly, I would not be shocked if after Phil Castle calls it a career, if he goes back to, back to Pittsburgh too, obviously winning two Stanley Cups with the Penguins. But it seemed like the Kessel family, I know Amanda Kessel, I think she skated a couple of times in practice with the Penguins. Uh, it seemed like the Kessel family really latched on to that Penguins uh, community and team. So wouldn't shock me if in a couple years down the line, we see two Kessels in the Penguins front office. Pretty cool. And let's now finally talk about the draft lottery. This is oh so fun because 
you and I, big prospect guys, going to be doing some prospect shows coming up here soon after the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, three-peat is successful, and it starts on May 10th with the draft lottery. That's when prospect season begins. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you know, for people that live in Detroit, it hasn't been very fun for them recently, but they're not expecting the first overall pick this year, so is there any chance that they actually get it? I mean, it's possible technically. It just it's you know not likely. The new lottery rules can only move up ten spots. Only two people get to move up. It's not looking very great for them. Um, I, right now, I think they're picking like like seven or eight somewhere in that range. Hopefully, they just lose out the rest of the year um, for their sake because they really need it and they really need to try to get as high of a pick as possible. I, I don't think they should be um, counting too much on winning the lottery. Yeah, as of right now, they're sitting at the ninth overall pick. So, oh. and with only three victories, they could jump San Jose, Anaheim and Columbus. So oh. yeah, Detroit looking at a little bit of a, a scary position there, but as of right now, the favorites being Arizona worst in the league, Montreal second worst in the league. Those two teams really stick out. Uh, Montreal is five points behind the next team. That being Seattle. And, I don't know if it's very likely that they win three more games on the season, seeing that they only have 20 overall in the year. Yeah, I don't think so. So uh, draft lottery will be a lot of fun. And, you know, Chase likes to swing me for a loop as he adds another segment here. And that's going to include the exceptional player status of a young player. What was it? The WHL or the OHL? OHL. Yeah. Michael Misa was recently granted exceptional player status into the Ontario Hockey League. If you don't know anything about him, which I'm assuming you don't, um, you know, a lot of you are not as big of, you know, youth prospect players like I am, but are big into my guess. But um, Misa, he is a currently 15 year old, of course, getting exceptional status, a 2007 birthday. Played uh, U16 Mississauga Centers this year, played in the GTHL. Ended up putting up 43 points for 27 regular season games uh, for what is on record. You know, that was solid. And he was going through this whole process all year of trying to get the status. Him and two other players, um, you know, he did interviews, did all the stuff. At first, it didn't seem very likely that he was going to get it. And then he went on to the OHL Cup and broke Connor McDavid's record by scoring 10 goals, 10 assists, and 20 points through seven games. And that put him over the edge. And let the OHL grant him that status. So it's very exciting. He is currently the favorite to be the first overall pick from what it sounds like. Um, you know, it, there, there is a chance that because he maybe isn't as dominant as a Connor McDavid or as a Shane Wright as a, as a 15 year old, maybe he doesn't go first overall. We saw it before with Sean Day, a kid that probably didn't really deserve to get the exceptional player status. He was just kind of dominating the AAA scene. So they kind of felt like they had no choice. But really, he kind of wasn't fully ready for it. Um, you know, I, I don't know enough about about Michael Misa. I, I, you know, I haven't really seen him play. I've seen some clips and stuff. But I, I really hope this kid um, can find a way to make it work. That'd be super cool. I don't want to see another flame out. I'd much rather see, you know, another exceptional player. With that all, you know, being said as well, the OHL is implementing a draft lottery this season and probably for this season only due to the whole COVID pandemic. Um, they are... What they're doing is the only like so the only four teams don't make the playoffs. So the four teams don't make the playoffs all have an equal chance of getting first overall. So whoever wins that lottery will likely end up taking Misa first overall on April 29th. Well, you know what's not super cool is that Michael Misa was born in 2007. That's yeah, not super yeah. cool. 
because so that's, that's my stop. I am nine years older than my younger sister, and she's older than Michael Misa. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not not really a big fan of uh, all these kids coming in and just being dominant at hockey, getting already the the notice that they are when, uh, like, they're so young, doing so much more than I could ever think of doing. So, a uh, little jealous, not going to lie. I feel that. All right, hockey name of the day. We've got Kirill. Uh it's been a while since I haven't just, you know, shot out of the gate with, with an interpretation of the last name. Kana, Kano Plianko? Kirill, Kirill Kano Plianko. Kirill Kano Plianko. Kano Plianko. Yeah, like, yeah, a little gotcha. more like that, yeah. But Kirill, he is a 17-year-old Russian forward playing over in the U.S., Played uh, double-A hockey last season for the Tri-Valley Bulls. This looks like he's signed to play in the NA3 next year for the Texas Junior Baramos. Uh, he, you know, 6'1", 165. Not someone that's really on a NHL trajectory, but someone that could go play some lower-level college, maybe play some pro in Europe. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice little last name and uh, the first time in a while where it, it stumped me at, at the front. And uh, obviously I didn't get it in, in general, but yeah. Yeah, headass. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro. Yeah, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon or support us, I would really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Uh, you can get all the content you need on Twitter between those three accounts right there. Make sure you go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Hit all the podcasts in the network there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Wherever you do not forget to use code THPN when you start with DraftKings. Thanks so much. What was that? Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.